Hi, this is Danny Ryan, and welcome to the Three Will Podcast. Today, I'm doing a personal interview with Lane Goolsby. Lane is a senior software engineer for Three Will. Thank you for joining me, Lane. Nice to be here. And it's nice having you. We're sitting across from each other as opposed to we've done this once before. We uh, we tried doing this over GoToMeeting, and the quality wasn't as good as we'd, we'd like it to be, so I appreciate you coming here into the office. It's not a problem. I appreciate you driving all the way from Columbus to come here. <laughs> <laughs> For folks who hopefully didn't hear the first version of this, uh, I thought he was still living in Columbus, Georgia, but he, he's moved to North Carolina. Is that correct? That's correct. I'm in Wilmington, North Carolina. Wilmington, North Carolina. What's in Wilmington, North Carolina? Uh, my wife is going to grad school for experimental psychology at UNCW. How cool. She yeah. enjoyed it. She's, she's in classes right now? Yep. Actually, she, right now as we speak. Really? Yeah. Is she enjoying it? Yeah, she's really enjoying it. That's awesome. That's very cool. So is it really different from living in Columbus? It's miles apart. I'm, I'm really digging Wilmington. I really like it. What's the biggest difference? Um, I guess it's far enough north that you get some of the northern influences, so you mm-hmm. get some of the progressive attitudes and some of the really cool restaurants mm-hmm. and the fun little shops to go and do and things to do on the weekend, but it's still southern enough that you have the southern charm and the hospitality. How cool. Very nice. And you've been there for how long now? A couple, three months now. So has everything come out of the boxes yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite We've yet. we got whole closets dedicated Tetris ain't got nothing on us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've sort of jumped into the personal. Uh, I wanted to, so I guess as a senior software engineer, what's a, what's a typical day and, and for you? What, what, what's typical? Or you don't, so, or maybe you don't have a typical day. There's definitely no typical, yeah. um, which is one of the things I love about 3Will. Awesome. So most of the time it's coming up with design implementations, uh, figuring out how we're going to implement customers' desires. They'll come to us with a particular ask, and we'll figure out how we're going to go about and make that happen, what technologies we're going to use, um, mm-hmm. coming up with the general structure of projects, uh, coming up with the build and deployment patterns, mm-hmm. making sure we actually follow patterns and practices and things like that. It's usually what I do. Awesome. Awesome. I know you, you've uh, you've had a lot of different experiences here and mm-hmm. have had a chance to do a lot of different types of projects. So it probably keeps you on your toes, keeps you out of trouble. Keeps me out of trouble more than anything. <laughs> Otherwise, Excellent. I tend to, to swerve off and start doing things that usually get me into trouble, either with the wife or with y'all. <laughs> well, let's talk about, uh, we, we talked a little bit about where you're, where you're living now, um, when you're not uh, helping people solve their problems and outside of work. What's, what's some of your hobbies? So the biggest hobby that I've got is uh, I've been working on an automated homebrew system for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, getting in and working on the actual hardware of doing electrical engineering. So by the time it's all said and done, I'll be able to sit on my couch and, and brew beer over Wi-Fi. <laughs> the, the epitome of lazy right there, but it, nice. it's a really big check mark on my list of things I've wanted to do in my life. Who inspired you to do this? It was actually a, a guy named John W. I don't know what his real name is, uh-huh. but uh, he did a post out on one of the popular homebrew forums of the build that he did, and I've borrowed liberally from his design <laughs> really <laughs> but um i've added my own little tweaks to it and things that i've done a little bit differently that i think work a little bit better so it'll be kind of fun it's just one of those things you know, just wanted to see if i could actually figure out how the electrons flow nice how far off are you until your first batch is done um i've been about uh 
three weeks away for about uh, nine months now. <laughs> <laughs> Is work getting in the way of this? Um, not so much work. Uh, just uh, the move, obviously, was yeah. a big was a big thing. Yeah. Um, just trying to find free time to do it. Uh, and also, there were some uh, hardware aspects that I had to figure out, some things that I thought I had understood. And when I actually put an electron flow through it, 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 uh, it didn't work. It did not, it did. <laughs> no. no. So you picked up a little troubleshooting there? Yeah, it's, uh, it's one thing, to, and it's one of the most valuable lessons I've picked up out of this whole thing is when you're doing software development, it's really easy to leave a hook somewhere to come in one day six months down the road and add additional functionality. It's a lot more expensive to add those little side hooks when you're still uh, dealing with hardware. Yeah. That's, that was an eye-opening kind of thing for me. It's In hindsight, it's real common sense, but uh, now I understand why a lot of times when you look inside the hood of your car, for example, and you see a, a little port sitting there that's not really being used, mm-hmm. I understand kind of why they did that, but I also understand now that that probably cost them you know, a couple ten cents, mm-hmm. but when you consider that they're building you know, five thousand, ten thousand, whatever number of cars, that starts to add up yeah. really quick. Yeah. So that's been really interesting. It's opened my eyes to a lot of things that I didn't necessarily think about before. Cool. Yeah, I've. Um, I guess what for for favorite TV shows, movies, books. What's, um, what do you What do you like to do? It's mostly sci-fi. It's, that's ten tends to be what I gravitate towards, uh-huh. and at least with uh, TVs and movies, um, naturally being a geek, Star Wars and Star Trek and the whole uh-huh. nine yards. Um, I spoke, spoke in the last podcast about how uh, my wife and I were really big into Battlestar Galactica a couple mm-hmm. years back. Yeah. Um, and we got a couple items that were actual uh, set props that were part of the actual series. So uh, we got General uh, Colonel Ty's liquor bottle, which was kind of neat. That was a... Uh, if you've ever seen the series, you know that his liquor bottle is a, a pretty predominant character throughout the entire thing. Uh, so a liquor bottle is a character. Now it, it's I'm a, intrigued. It, it's, <laughs> it's an interesting thing. It, it plays a very pivotal role in the whole uh, character. Get some drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of his problem. Is he's a he's a, a functional alcoholic. So. <laughs> ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And, but that plays a really big part in in his ethos. Um, so that so was you store cool. something in it. No, it sits in styrofoam. <laughs> it sits in styrofoam. Okay. Um, maybe one day I'll I'll sell it or something. I don't know. It's 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 glass and we have uh, fluffy butts and I worry about somebody mm-hmm. knocking it off of a shelf or something like that. Mm-hmm. The other cool things that we got is we actually got some of the charcoal drawings of some of the sets, uh, specifically cool. the Apollo of Thor, so or the Temple of Apollo. So I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> <laughs> You're making but, stuff up now. Yeah, I would. I don't know if I know the difference. <laughs> Intriguing. <laughs> if, if anybody's listening to her and, the, and their Battlestar fans are like, you're like, what? No, no. Fuck. You're, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? He's not. He's an intruder. He's not a real fan. He's not a real fan. Poser. <laughs> and he's got our liquor glass. <laughs> but so it's it's kind of neat. Um, that's that tends to be what I. I gravitate towards when it comes to uh, just general nonfiction. Did you read the... Uh, I just finished this weekend. I read The Martian. Did you read that yet? I haven't read the book, but it uh-huh. was a fantastic movie. That's I thought great. it was... A lot of people foo-fooed on it, but I thought it was actually a really good sci-fi movie. There were some things that weren't quite, you know, scientifically accurate, but mm-hmm. there, you can't have everything be completely accurate. But I read sort of the backstory on that, and he had the, the author had started self-publishing the book, basically putting it on his website. A chapter and then started getting a following from folks and then they uh, 
people who were reading it, like, can you put a Kindle version of it out? And then he was, when he did that, they, uh, it was something where he had to charge something for, like 99 cents, so he did like a minimum charge. And he just got a following. He had a bunch of people downloading it, really interested in it, and it just sort of took off from there. But he, he sort of, he was a geek in that he, he, um, he just loved to learn about you know what what it would take to survive on Mars, and so started really getting into the, you know, trying to get into the science behind it, and trying to get into well, what if, what would happen if this happened, and you know the movie's a, you know, it's a it's a, it's a serious comedy of errors. It's a war. Mm. He's he's a really smart guy who thinks out of it, but there were some things that he messed up. But it was just interesting to to hear that background. How it was probably like you driven out of the passion of going to create something and then wanting to share it with other people which is very cool what I thought was really interesting about the Martian at least the movie when they were doing the scenes with the black hole uh-huh. and they were showing how the, the radiation was warping around the center of the, the event horizon mm-hmm. that was scientifically accurate and that was something they'd never done before I forget the physicist's yeah. name um, but I've seen him on several physics TV shows he's not quite the Michio Kaku level but he's mm-hmm. kind of along that line I've seen him on several Discovery shows um, he was in charge of doing the science on that, and when they actually sat down and rendered it, they were all kind of surprised by what it looked like. Oh, really? So they actually made scientific insight That's in the making of a, a Broadway movie or a, a Hollywood movie. That's awesome! Awesome. So let's talk about. I have to drill people on what's their what phone, what's their favorite app, <laughs> what phone do, you, what, what weapon do you choose? I'm, I'm an Android fanboy. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, Mr. Tinker, I'm, should I be surprised? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was. I had the original iPhone. I actually had the the arguably the first smartphone. I had the Windows of. Oh, what was it? it was the Windows PC? It was one of the little fold ones, uh-huh. and the screen flipped on and had a little keyboard underneath it. And uh-huh. I had one of those before the Apple even came out. And then I had the first gen iPhone when it first came out, and then the App Store came along, and that was just like the coolest thing ever, ever. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, this is awesome, and. Then seeing some of the, the lockdowns that Apple was imposing at the time kind yeah. of turned me off of Apple. Yeah. So I went back over to Android, where I started up with Android. And I've kind of been with Android for, I guess, since I started working for Three Wheel. It was around that time, so it's been almost five years. Really? Yeah. Oh. Favorite app at all? Uh, really and truly, Chrome's my favorite app. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that answer when I gave it to you the last time. Yeah. Um, for me... I don't like the the idea of having to have an app in order to use a service. Uh-huh. I think as soon as uh, if I go to use a service and their mobile interface is clunky or awkward, it instantly turns me off of the service in general. I just don't like the service then at that point at all. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it's paranoia. I, I come from an IT security background way, way, way back in the day. And I don't like that all these apps have to ask for all the permissions to get into my contacts list and find out what my blood type is and things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, why I tend to gravitate more towards using just the mobile browser experience. You lose some fidelity, which is okay. I'm okay yeah. with losing some. And if I find that the service is reliable enough and I use it enough, I will install the app on it if I find that I'm missing key functionality. But for me, Chrome... Yeah, it. it's it's amazing how much nowadays it's there is a sort of the app versus the web mm-hmm. argument, and you know, Apple obviously going into really the direction of apps versus Google really f- focusing in on the web. And I, I you know, I'm, I've, I understand. Um, I I use Chrome all the time on iOS, so I'm 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 in it in it, in it probably that's probably the app that I'm using the most of, even with using an Apple device, but. Cool, 
Cool. One last uh, self-serving question before I let you go get back to work. And <laughs> Sorry, I'm slowing you down. That's, I feel like that's sometimes my job around here is I just go around and slow people down. <laughs> Danny, I could be billing right now. Do you really want to come ask me silly questions? Uh, sure, sure I do. Um, three will. You alluded a little bit earlier how you like sort of the variety of what you're doing here. Any Is that the main reason why you like working at Three Will or is there something else? I'll, I'll stick with the answer I gave you the last time I answered that question. Yeah. I like being the dumbest person in the room. Yeah. You know, when you're sitting in a, in a meeting with... Except for the case right now, <laughs> I can guarantee you you are not the dumbest person in the room. Not when it comes to marketing, I'll guarantee you that. Oh, I don't know. Some days, I don't know. I don't know, but thank now, you. I, I like sitting in the room and, and being in a room with, with three old folks like, you know, Bo George and Kirk Lamone and Eric Bowden and everybody else in the company, and we're trying to solve a problem. And I love how we all seem to talk at levels that every other company I've ever worked at, no one ever talked at that high of a level. Uh-huh. You know, we always, or, or low of a level, depending on how you want to perceive it, you know, everybody always had that high-level conversation of, well, we need to do the thing with the firewall, and then we need to do that with this. And here, we'll actually get into very specific of not only do we open need to open a firewall port, what port it is, and then you know what yes. protocols need to go through it, and whether we need to have the acts and sims go through. And, and it's refreshing to get into those conversa- conversations. I'm using networking; it's probably a bad example, but um, you know, when we start talking about SharePoint, we'll start talking about well, we could do it with a workflow, or we could do it with this, or we could use some Angular, or we could do this. Well, do we, do we need to have an app for that, or can we just use it as a sandbox, or should we yeah. use Seesaw? And it gets into these really fun conversations that I just I love having that that technical churn. Yep. That, yep. that to me is what I like most about Three Will. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we love having you here. I like being here, and uh, and we we love that we were you know with you moving up to North Carolina. I'm glad to hear everything's working out. We're working remotely. It's working out great. Mm-hmm. We would so miss you so uh, I'm so glad that we're able to work things out there and um, you, you probably can get much more done than anybody else because you're not around the office here for me to bother <laughs> <laughs> you can just ignore me on IM <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for all your for the years of hard work that you put in and for making such a big difference on projects you just step right in all the time and are hands up in the air ready to help out however you can we appreciate that I Mike. try to be cool very cool. Well, thanks everybody for taking the time to listen today and have a great day. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.